The National Desk, Conversations, America's News Now. I'm Jean Jeffcoat and welcome to episode 17 of the National Desk Conversations. Every weekday, we invite newsmakers onto our morning television broadcast to discuss topics everybody's talking about. On today's podcast, we revisit our conversation with Chicago Alderman Raymond Lopez on the record-breaking homicide rate in that city. Chicago's wave of crime continues into the new year after the police department revealed there were 797 homicides and 3,561 shooting incidents in 2021 alone, marking the city's deadliest year in a quarter. Well, joining us right now, Chicago Alderman Raymond Lopez. Alderman Lopez, thanks for joining us and welcome to the National Desk. Good morning. Thank you. I lived uh, in Chicago from 2007 to 2013, and back then crime was also bad. Nothing like this, though. When you see numbers like this, what goes through your mind? What led to this increase in crime across the board in Chicago, do you think? Clearly what's driving the crime in the city of Chicago is the fact that there is zero accountability for criminals, for their actions, and for what they think is their right to do as they please in a city of laws, a city of good-hearted good people. When you look at what's going on throughout the city's neighborhoods, it is very clear that there are individuals who are committed to crime, committed to violence, committing, committed to the culture of gang lifestyle, who know that no matter what they do, there will be zero consequences for their actions. And we have a criminal justice system that is inept and unable to prosecute and put those individuals behind bars where they belong. All the while, the good people of the city of Chicago are fearful and under siege at the moment. I want to put this in perspective as well because the crime wave has impacted everyone there, including you and your office. Just last week, in fact, uh, video caught uh, a man stealing equipment from your office. This is equipment that's used to plow snow for senior citizens and other people in need, and it's not the first time this has happened to your office either. Your office has been targeted before. So what do you think is is also one of the mitigating factors behind the blatant disregard for law and order in Chicago, especially with criminals feeling comfortable enough to target elected officials in their offices? I think one of the other drivers that we have to discuss are the policies that Mayor Lightfoot has put in place where police officers are not able to do their jobs. They're not allowed to chase criminals on foot. They're not allowed to chase criminals in their vehicles and their number one goal is to get what they call positive interaction cards with residents where officers should, are being told to focus on saying hello and helping people with their groceries as opposed to catching the bad guys. Oh All of these backwards policies have a very real impact not only on emboldening criminals but on eroding the legitimacy of law enforcement in the city of Chicago and we see that continue daily. And there's also these massive staffing shortages, right, within the Chicago Police Department. And you say Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot is also pursuing policies aimed at defunding the police. Tell me more about this. We have a police department that is budgeted for over 12,000 officers. And currently right now we're running with about a thousand officer deficit every year, meaning we have a thousand positions unfilled. Add to that the nearly eight, the, the over 800 plus officers who retired this year along with the hundreds that have just up and left the job uh, without getting any kind of retirement benefits. We are at a shortage uh, in every beat throughout the city of Chicago. And the mayor's commitment to only hiring 200 more officers in 2020 will only further exasperate the problems in the neighborhoods. 
I want to ask you about a report I read, um, specifically because you just brought this up. In this report, I saw that Mayor Lightfoot and Superintendent, um, uh, the, the police chief, David Brown there, they've threatened emotions in the police department if there are not more arrests and crimes solved in the new year. And the department canceled officers' days off to compensate for these COVID staffing shortages. What are you hearing from Chicago police officers as this becomes an ongoing issue, especially considering what you just told me there about uh, the fact that they cannot chase on foot any longer. They can't chase some of these suspected criminals on foot or by car. And there's all these different kind of measures that she's tried to put in place. Yet now there's this threat that if they don't solve crime, then they're going to be demoted. Well, all of these have the net result of demoralizing our police officers. First and foremost, when you cancel their days off, these officers do not get the requisite time off to recharge themselves and their mental faculties after dealing with all of the nonsense that they deal with on the street on a daily basis throughout their week at work. So you're already compromising their mental health, their mental acuity. And now by turning around and telling them that they need to step up, do more, or they'll be punished, you know, the mayor needs to take a dose of her own medicine. She has done nothing to help our officers, done nothing to mitigate the violence in our cities, to hold criminals accountable. Maybe she should apply that same logic to herself, where if she's unable to get this under control, she should be the one out of a job. There's also a struggle to get kids back in school there. As we know, teachers unions are arguing that the classroom's not safe while the mayor there and, and a lot of other officials say kids need to be back in the classroom. Over the weekend, Governor Pritzker announced that Abbott Labs is providing 350,000 COVID tests to Chicago public schools. And you took to Twitter and you wrote, 350,000 tests sounds like a lot, but Chicago public schools would need all of them to test every student when they return back to the classroom. Where are the follow-up tests after that? What about the employees in the building? So, Alderman, what is the permanent solution to this standoff? What actions are you and others prepared to make to make sure children in Chicago do not fall behind as the teachers union goes against parents and government officials and students to stay out of the classroom? Well, I believe students belong in school. Clearly, their best hope for getting a well-rounded education in an environment with their peers is in the classroom. The CPS, the Board of Education here in the city of Chicago, received $2.9 billion, billion with a B, from the federal government to make these classrooms safe. We need to get an accounting of where those dollars went and why we're not able to rise to the challenge of safely educating our students here in the city of Chicago. It is absolutely astounding that this body allowed so many millions of dollars in what they call good faith payments to contractors and entities for services that have yet to be provided while simultaneously claiming we don't have the resources to keep our children safe. It is shameful, it is disgusting, and we must hold them and the mayor accountable for that mismanagement. Chicago Alderman Raymond Lopez, we appreciate you joining us this morning here on the National Desk. Best of luck. Thank you. That's episode 17 of the National Desk Conversations. Join me each weekday morning from 6 to 11 Eastern for the National Desk, America's News Now. Check your local listings or stream it on our website. Just go to thenationaldesk.com. Our podcast comes out twice a week with fresh newsmaker interviews. The conversation continues. Until next time, from the National Desk, I'm Jan Jeffcoat.